welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective virtual events. Have you ever said any of these phrases or does this sound like something you've thought of before? Like maybe you haven't even said it loud because does, is prayer, like, is it even important or Hmm. is God so big that we don't even need to pray or he already knows what we're thinking? So why should we ask? Or are you just generally curious even about prayer life? Join me and my friend Courtney Browning from Unhindered Woman as we dive into prayer during this session. And Courtney is married to the love of her life, Carl Browning Jr., who was her high school sweetheart. She is a bonus mom to four children and bonus Nana to 12 grandchildren with possibly more coming. (laughs) She has served in leadership at her local church in Michigan for more than 17 years. And as a spiritual alignment coach and mentor, she helps driven female Christian leaders to deepen and personalize their relationship with God. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. Uh, What an honor to be here and to talk about something so incredibly awesome as prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's. It's definitely something that I would say has changed my life and continues to add so much value to my life. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just dig in with (laughs) one of the hardball questions. Why is prayer in question? Why is prayer important? Oh man. Prayer is, it's a vehicle that God uses to accomplish his will in the earth. That so sounds real weighty, right? <laughs> it, and and yet I wonder how many of us as Christians truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the first like doubt even that comes to my head is why does he use us? Like he's God. Why does he even need us? But then the the other like part of me is like, isn't that so cool? Isn't that so cool that God is so big and he is so powerful and almighty that we get to partner with him? Like, it's so cool. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. That made me get goosebumps. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, It, that's why he created us was to do things with us in our personal lives. Right. Uh, We get to have a personal relationship with him, a personal walk with him, a personal journey with him. And then, um, so he gets to be actively engaged and involved in our personal lives, as well as he wants to accomplish things in the earth with us. And that's really our whole purpose of being here. And um, prayer is so integral. It's so imperative. Um, that we have it in our lives to be able to go ahead and partner with him. Um, I I say this hesitantly to co-create with him. Um, He is the creator of us and he uses us to accomplish a lot of what he wants to create in the earth. So yeah, it's, we get to partner with him in so many ways. And this is a foundational truth for us to walk in to be able to partner with him. 
Yeah, that's good. That's a good explanation too. What, uh, as women, we're so busy. We have all the things, list the things, right, in your own personal life. And we have them. How how do we manage to include prayer? Like, how do we pray? It's interesting, right? Um, what if we understood prayer is conversation with God? Yeah. What if we just start right there? Mm-hmm. When I, like, before we started, right, um, I am looking at you as a mama with children and we, God is our father and we are his children. Right. And as I've watched you, um, engage your children as they walked in, um, unannounced, can we walk Mm -hmm. into God unannounced? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. There is no such thing as interrupting him. He says that he never sleeps nor slumbers. So there's never a time that God can't or won't allow us to communicate with him. So as I was watching you with your children and they come in and they are dialoguing with you, one is sharing with you what is going on with them. And the other one is sharing ideas and and visions and imagination that they have. And that was conversation, right? The one that's coming to you with something on their heart that is hurting their heart. As she came to you, you listened to her petition to help her. Right. And then your son, as he walks in and he shares you with you, these really cool things that are cool to him. And he's sharing them with you because he wants you to share that imagination with him. Like that's, us with God and that's what he wants. And so, and prayer is conversation. It is not a monologue. So we have to be careful because we are so bent naturally in our humanness to just and to God, right? And he's just like, I sure would love a word. I'd love to have a moment to say something too. (laughs) Um, So prayer is dialogue. So if we started just from that alone, prayer is conversation with God. And for those of us that we're all busy. So let me not even say those of us that are busy. We're all busy. Our busy looks different in different chapters of our life. And so with that, The beauty of prayer is it's not stuck to our prayer time, which we would also call our Bible study time. It's not confined to that one room, that one space, and that one specific time of the day. It literally is all day, just like what I watched with you with your kids, right? It's, you know, you could be taking a shower and you think, oh my gosh, I got two minutes right here in the shower. Okay, Lord. I got a busy day ahead of me and let's just be honest, today is got a lot in it and without you, I'm going to fail. I sure could use your help. That's prayer. Mm. It's simple. So if we started from the place of prayer is just simply conversation with God and inviting him to be actively engaged and involved in our lives, that's an incredible start. Yeah. Yeah. And when you make it that simple, it literally is something that every person can do. We take away the religion. We take away the checklist. We take away even the quiet time and all of that. It's just simply conversation. Then that means we get to interact with him all day long when I'm making the sourdough, when I'm, you know, doing the things and 
for me, I love like, like the shower is actually one time I hear from God and I, I, I joke because it's like the only time that I am a hundred percent alone, like do not mess with mom in the shower. Um, but then like, even now I've created a prayer time in the morning mm-hmm. and, and I love mm-hmm. that. I crave that, but it's not mm-hmm. a one and done, shut the door, you know, we're done. I'm still mm-hmm. talking to him later driving mm-hmm. or this or worshiping or all of those things. And so thank you for bringing that up because I feel like women, we get stuck on what we've been taught maybe, or we've been stuck on mm-hmm. how to pray. Like it's acts or it's, and those things are good. And Bible study time is yes. good. Not any of it is bad. Yes. Right. But if we're deepening right. our faith, which is why we're all here, then we want the next step. We want more of him. And I feel like you yes. just gave us all permission to be like more of him is actually involving him in all yes. day long and yes. listening yes. to him. Yeah, yeah, that. He gave us one that. mouth and two ears, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure he was intentional about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen twice as much as you talk. You will be blessed. Yes. I uh, read a scripture this morning. I threw it on Instagram too, but uh, I was reading Psalm 139 because we went to the beach. And so oh, sand reminds face. me of that scripture and how 17 and 18 talks about mm. he thinks about us. And he thinks about us more than the grains of sand. And like, I think some of us also are mm. like, we don't want to bother God. He's so busy. Mm. He's God. Mm. Like, mm. but yet scripture tells us that's not true. He's thinking about us all the time. Mm. Anyways, he wants all to hear from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reminded of, um, I, I don't remember the book. I have to think about that. Um, where there's a quote in it that says, um, that God needs us. The the idea that God doesn't need us is not true in order for things to get accomplished in the earth. He needs us. And Jesus so affirms that in Matthew six, um, I think it's nine through 12, and I'm just going to read it really quick. It's the, um, I'm going to do amplified version, I think, um, where Jesus is letting us know, like you said, we, we can be given structures of prayer. So I, I would love for us to hold this loosely as I say it, because it is the Lord's prayer. And really what Jesus was doing was just giving us an outline to make sure that all things are covered if that makes sense. Right. Um, and so I love just the beginning verses nine and 10. And I think I might just pause on nine and 10 and camp out a little bit. Um, it says, pray then in this way, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Listen to this. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here's Jesus, first of all, saying to us um, that we need to be in prayer. He actually says in verse eight, so do not be like them, them praying as they do for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So here's Jesus letting us know prayer needs to be a priority, period. It needs to be a priority. 
But then he lets us know how powerful prayer is. Um, first and foremost, acknowledging God and really acknowledging that, you know, hallowing simply means acknowledging that he is holy, that there, that he's set apart from all others. And so to acknowledge him and, and to recognize that he's God and he's God all by himself. But then verse 10 just blows every idea that God doesn't need us out of the water because he, Jesus is telling us to pray that let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So watch this, Sam. So if we don't pray, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then how will the will of God that is up in heaven be made manifest in the earth? That is so good. I've never thought of it like that. And that's one of those scriptures that they make you memorize. <laughs> I mean, like that we memorize and yet breaking it down. What a beautiful confirmation, honestly, that like he wants us, but he needs us. How cool is that? Like really think about that. So, oh, we're going to go here. All right. So for every woman that is at the sound of this, if there's something in you that says, I'm not necessary, I'm not needed, I'm just one, it's only me, or it's just me. I hate that word in front of anything that's significant because it minimizes the significance of a person. If that is anyone that is watching this, this is letting you know you're significant. You being in the earth at this time is God and his doing of creating you on purpose for such a time as this which means there's everything in you necessary to live at this time in history. He could have put you in any timeline of history, but he chose this one. This is good for me too. It's a great reminder. And so therefore everything that you need, he's what you need. So you have everything that you need. It's in you. And you are so significant that Jesus is asking you to say, Hey God, Whatever your will is for today in the earth, whatever you wrote in your book of life, today's day, let it be so. Like if we don't pray that, if someone in the earth doesn't pray that, then God actually is hindered in his will being displayed in the earth for this day. We're that significant to him. I, that is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I thank you for confirming or like drawing that out too, because, and of course, Holy Spirit, thank you. But because how many times do we think that? How many times do we, it's so easy to listen to the lies of the enemy that would tell you the world is too much. It is too scary. It is my anxiety, depression, fill in all of these things that you have thought. And none of that matters as much as you were here for a reason, for a purpose. And he is equipping you to do 
whatever it is he has called you to, right? But when we let the, I feel so insignificant, I can't do this, all of those win, then we're not actually, one, we're not fulfilling what he's actually put us for this time to do, but we're hindering the will of God. And far be it for me <laughs> to, I wouldn't, I don't ever want to be that person. I'm sure I have, but like, God, your will be done, right? On earth as it is in heaven. So good. Yeah. So even if it, you're it, like, I don't know how to pray. Yeah. Let's go to that scripture and pray that. Like you can yeah. start there. Start there, right? And it, and it's so cool because it really is from my own personal perspective, I'll say this because I don't want to take the word and um, re-script it because that's not my job. It really is just a way of really harnessing in, hey, if you're concerned about if you're missing something in your prayer, if you should be addressing something in your prayer, this is a good guideline. Mm -hmm. It's a great guideline to recognize there's certain things that Jesus is saying, here's how to pray so that you cover all the bases, so to speak. Right. And so, yeah. and I love that he did that up front before he said the real hard stuff, <laughs> like forgive, lest you be forgiven. <sighs> like who wants to hear that, you know? And yet, He's like, listen, here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that for, for me to have accomplished God's will for my life, and that is to become your savior so that you can receive salvation and see my father in heaven when you breathe your last breath. I've already accomplished my assignment. Now here's how you can accomplish your assignment. What? Yeah. <laughs> like what? As you were sharing, you know, I was I was reminded of how you shared Psalms 139 and I'm surprised that it is going in this direction and yet this is why I told you let's just let Holy Spirit flow. I don't have bullet points. Because when you shared about Psalm 139, what does it talk about in the very beginning? He talks about how he created us and how we're so significant that we were so intricately made by him. Like he was so in the details of making us in our uniqueness. And I love, because here's another thing that so connects to all that we're talking about right now. There is a portion in there where it said, I can go all the way into the heights of heaven and I can go all the way down low, basically in hell. And there is nowhere I can hide from you. You see me and you know me, you know, my thoughts before they're even said, right? And, and a lot of times, even our thoughts, we're thinking and we're, and we are internally praying. Maybe I'm the weird one. I'll, I'll take it if that's the case. Cause sometimes I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Like that is still prayer. <laughs> like, are you seeing me? I mean, cause it sure don't look like it sometimes. Right. And yet he, he's so letting us know there's nowhere in no situation that you're in that I'm not aware of. And I want this engagement with you. I want you to invite me into that. We can just stay right there at verse 10 and stay here for our entire conversation. Because whatever the situation is, for example, 
I know some things that you've got going on that as soon as we're done with this, you have to go take care of. So what if you were to just say, Lord, um, so your word says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can you use that for those situations? Absolutely. Hey, Lord, so as I go to do X, Y, Z today, whatever your will is in this situation and this situation and this situation, let it be so, please. I desire your will over all else. Let it be so. Is there something I need to hear? Help me to shut my mouth because I want to keep talking. Is there something I need to know? Who is it that I need to be a part of this situation so that we can have your will? Whatever that is, God, let it be so here. It, it It's so important that we recognize that God wants us to know we are never alone and he is never not having his ear tuned to us. He's so ready to answer. Yeah. Yeah. And could you imagine if we all started or just daily said even that verse 10, like, your will, not mine, not working out of selfish mm -hmm. ambition or unforgiveness or all the things that our flesh carries, right? But God, as I go into this grocery store, I know I'm just picking up some milk because we got cereal to make, but like <laughs> if there's a person I need to talk to, right? Or if there's a, a smile I need to give, like if we thought eternity minded and we thought with his will at the forefront, how mm. honestly, like how this is audacious, but how different our world would look, not just our, our personal world, but like the world, right? If every woman had that at the forefront and surrendered, which oh, that word is so good and so hard all at the same time, right? Surrendered our will for what he wants for us. I'm just going to say you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yes. And then, but, but then like, okay, that sounds really big and really audacious and like, oh my gosh, that's not possible. One, it is, but two, backing it up from the beginning of this conversation, Courtney started with having conversation with God, which means speaking to him and also <laughs> listening, right? Like that big yeah, hefty yeah. goal starts with prayer and making prayer. Yeah a huge part of our lives and conversating with the almighty. And we get to do that. And he wants us to do that. So cool that we get to partner with him. I feel like, okay. So yes, you've done a few key points already. <laughs> Not that we're getting key points. Um, but if I'm listening and I'm like, yes, this sounds so good. Is it really this simple? <laughs> like, can you speak to that woman? Like, is this really, is this all I have to do is have conversation with God or. Oh, so good. So, good. so, so you were sharing, you were sharing about, about what I said jokingly, a customer and it's surrender. Surrender, Surrender um, feels uh, like a feels like word because if you really think about why do people why cut? Because they really they want really you to feel that punch that, punch that comes with that, that, comes that, word, with that word, right? Right. And surrender, and comes, surrender with punch, comes with a punch. 
Yeah. It comes with it a comes punch of a, 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 it means whatever my will is and whatever my desire is, it may have to take a back seat. It means that whatever my dreams or desires are, may have to take a back seat, may actually have to come off the shelf completely and never ever be realized. It, it means letting go of what we feel like the outcome should look like. Well, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. And yet that is our everyday potential reality is whatever it is that we think things are supposed to look like. Um, you know, when we, when we do pray to God and say, well, Lord, you know, can you fix this? Can you do this? And if it doesn't seem to pan out the way that we thought, then we think God was off. Wow. That, that's, that's, that's stout. And yet, um, how about God knows how it's supposed to turn out and being willing to let go of what we think that's supposed to look like. My last few, I would say seven years of my life has been exactly that, where I have prayed more than I ever have in my life. And I just knew how it was all supposed to look. Like I could literally probably paint the painting of what every scenario is supposed to look like. And what I have found is not one of those paintings have been realized. Not one. The outcomes though, they may not have been, I'm trying to think, is there any one of them that even turned out remotely how I thought they should be? Because, you know, after all, I am very smart and intelligent and I surely and I know surely how to work, work, even though he's God. Though he's God. Yet, Yet the reality, the reality is, is all of the things, all of the things before, before, before outcomes, outcomes that actually did happen and that truly, and that truly was because was every single time in prayer, I may have had an idea of what I wanted, but I always surrendered them to God. I would always say, Lord, I know what I want, but more than what I want, I want your will to be done, whatever that looks like. That looks like. And so I, and would, so say, I would say just with the two things, one, realizing we're needed more than we could ever imagine. Because Jesus let us know that this is how we're to pray. Secondly, with all things that come with faith and belief and being fully persuaded of God's word, it does take surrender. There's it's it's a it's a non-negotiable. I don't like it <laughs> most of the time. And yet it has produced the best God results in my life that I have ever seen every single time. And so it's so, I believe this right here, um, and at this time in history, unfortunately, I believe a lot of things are happening in the earth because this one foundational necessary weapon that God has given us called prayer is underutilized. And that yeah. is why we, that is why we are seeing ungodly things, things that are happening in this earth. And, you know, you and I were talking about earlier how, you know, I'm just one person or, you know, it just seems like it's so insignificant. 
But I'd love for us to go back to the Bible and realize something. Have we ever noticed that most scenarios only involved one or two people? Moses was one man. Joshua was one man. Joshua and Caleb were only two. God does big things with small numbers. So imagine, you know, the Bible says where one would pray, it sends a thousand, a flight, a thousand angels. Where two come, it sets 10,000 a flight. It sends angels on assignment to accomplish the will of God in the earth. I wonder if there were more of us that would be willing to just live a surrendered life where we just start with day by day because it seems so big. So let's not think about the whole year. Let's just think about this morning. Let's just think about this afternoon. Let's just think about this hour. Like, can I give God one minute? of prayer. And then just let God lead us in that. What could we see change? What, 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 what would that look like? I'm convinced everything would change. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 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 Like, like, it's sad to me, I guess, that we do not recognize what a, what a, I don't know about you, Sam, but I really do like sometimes just knowing that I'm a warrior. And in the midst of that, I will, I would love to know my tools that I have, right? This is how I fight my battles. I love that song. Oh my gosh. And one of those weapons that we have to fight our battles, it's prayer. Like songs of worship, guess what, folks? That's prayer. (laughs) Yes. Prayer set to a beat. (laughs) Like there's so many ways in which we pray and we could, we can't touch this in this, uh, this whole episode. So you'll have to have me on a podcast and we can go there. We'll probably have part five of, you know, I don't know. There's so many layers to this. Right. And yet, I believe, (laughs) I truly believe that this right here is enough that if we would just grab hold of that, I believe we will see things change in the earth in an astronomical way. Yeah. Yeah. And for your family and for yourself and for the kingdom and like all of it. But I love that you also took it down and this whole conversation, actually, Courtney, you've brought it big. And you've simplified it, right? You, same thing, like everything changes, but also just start with one day. How can you open conversation with God tomorrow, today, right? How can you incorporate him more in your life and prayer today, tomorrow, right? And so you've done, you've, thank you for that, for making it big. Like, here's the big vision though, like, cause we are eternity minded. We're women focused on kingdom but then also like, don't get so wrapped up in that, that you're like paralyzed by, I can't, I'm not. I'm pretty sure if you read back in Moses, uh, yes. he tried to tell God that too, and it didn't end up so well. And he still did the thing. So maybe skip that part <laughs> for you and you can do it and you are significant <laughs> and you do have authority and power through prayer, which yes, we can make this like, we should have just done, we should do a whole 
summit virtual event on prayer. And that would be, it still wouldn't be enough, but (laughs) Courtney, before we sort of wrap up, I would love, which you've been doing this whole conversation to just speak to this woman listening, give her a word of encouragement and empowerment for her. Mm -hmm. Just as you were sharing, I, um, I just, Esther came up. Esther. Esther was one Jewish woman who was, you know, during her time, um, seemingly insignificant. Like she's just one Jewish woman of many. Um, She was of a culture that was frowned upon. She, uh, and here God positions her. And what we find out is she was positioned for such a time as what she was in. You know, Mordecai said to her, for such a time as this, were you not born? He challenged her. And so I want to say to each of you, you were born for such a time as this. And as seemingly insignificant as you may feel or think you are, that's not a truth. Even if that was something that was spoken over you. Um, Many of us have had that spoken over us, whether it was direct or indirect. And I want to say to you, whoever told you that lied to you and know that just like Esther, Esther to the point where what did she know was the right thing to do to bring about God's result in the earth? She called for a fast and prayer. She did prayer. And so I want to encourage you to know that Wherever you are, whatever your role is, whatever the hat is that you wear, whether you're a mama, where you're a single woman, whether you're a minister, whether you're a grandma, a nana, papa, you know, all of that, maybe not a papa, uh, as a woman, whatever your hat is, whatever the role is that you have, you're significant and you're needed and you could be the very one that God uses through your surrender to change the trajectory of, we don't have to go worldwide. However, we will, because the body of Christ, we're that big. But you, is if it's just who's in your house, if it's just your family, if it's just within your church, that's all God needs to ignite his will to go and expand across the earth. That's all he needs. Is just one. And so I, I, I encourage you to know that you're not here by happenstance. You're not a mistake. And you are so, so wanted and so desired by God. And I, I want to say, I know this without, without a shadow of a doubt. As you endeavor to do this, you're going to be embraced confronted and have such a love encounter with God that you've wanted all your life and you didn't know this was the pathway to it. And it's going to be an incredible journey 
that you're going to be looking back and thinking, what the heck was I doing all that time, wasting time, not including God in the day to day. Yeah. And it's just going to ignite yeah. a fire in you that for the rest of your days, you're going to see him show up and show off that it's just going to keep on keeping a flame. all because of your yes and your surrender. Yes. And amen, mm -hmm. friend. Thank you for that. I received that. <laughs> um, okay. It has been my honor, <laughs> my pleasure to have you on before we sign off. We have some goodies for y'all. And the first one is Courtney has mm -hmm. a freebie for you. Um, so you just simply have to download it with the link below and it's yours. Courtney, tell us about your freebie, your video. It's called God's Divine Strategy, and it's so cool. It's so simple, and yet most of us in the body of Christ don't use it, and it's just answering. It's answering things, and again, it's 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 literally prayer, but we just, it's just a, a form of prayer, and let me just say it this way. The very way in which you accepted Christ and received salvation is the exact same strategy that you have to use in order to receive and see the promises of God made evident in your life. It's a strategy. What is it? What is it is it? confessing it is with, your mouth, with your mouth, right? Believing right. in your heart. In your heart. And, the and the thing is, be consistent, be consistent to confess it. And um, you'll, you'll hear some real live, hot off the press stories of my own personal life of how I've had to exercise that. And you're actually going to get an amazing example that was actually done by Jesus to show us exactly what that looks like. So good. Thank you for that. And as if that wasn't mm -hmm. amazing enough, friends, if you have not upgraded to the VIP portion, then you need to do so. And Courtney has also um, donated something to the VIP. So if you're a VIP member for part of this virtual event, then you also get her devotional. Tell us about that, Courtney. That is called that is Unhindered called Access. Access. Uh, it, is, it is a, gosh, how do I say it? It's like a, a backseat view of the prodigal son in a way you've probably never seen or heard that whole story. And um, I'll just say it like this, just to leave a little bit of a cliffhanger, and I'm not going to go into detail about it. That story is really about three sons, not just two. Mm -hmm. So good. So thank you again for all of that. We, this has been my pleasure and yes, you will be on the podcast. <laughs> um, and ladies, don't forget that all of Courtney's links are below. I want you to say hi on Instagram. I want you to stalk her and be like, I love you so much. Check out her website. Um, and all of that is right below. Thank you so much. Thank you. What a pleasure. What a pleasure.